by your new house. We didn't know which one it was. Dad said it was in Breezewood, so, well... Good morning. We're certainly glad to have everybody tuned in this morning and uh, I guess like everybody else wishing that the church was full uh, with people physically, but I'm glad that it's full with people spiritually. Uh, we don't have to be here in order to connect with heaven and we don't have to be here in order to worship. Uh, I'm longing for the time when we get back to where we can have everybody here and come around and shake hands and hug everybody's neck. Uh, but uh, thank you for tuning in this morning. <clears throat> Dad asked me to open up, so I told him I would try. My thought this week has been, and, and we're going to sing, the truth singers are going to sing here in just a minute, but my thought this week has been, uh, where is your hope? Uh, what do you have confidence in? And, you know, the Bible is full of stories, uh, and, and we don't have to even read the Bible. We can just look around and see that people put their hope in a variety of things, so many things. Uh, you know, the health of this body, that, you know, a lot of people, they just work and work to try to maintain this body. And I nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm glad people do that. Uh, but that's not where my hope's at, because this body's going back to the dust. Uh, Ecclesiastes talks about that. You know, we're going back to the dust. Uh, a lot of people put their hope in their job, and nothing wrong with that. I'm thankful for a good job. God has blessed me, and I'm glad I've got a good job, uh, and that's a blessing. But that's not where my hope's at. And these times, you know, what looked like a great job two months ago, a lot of those folks, unfortunately, can't go to work right now. Or if they are able to work, there's just not a whole lot of work to do because of the circumstances. Not where my hope's at. Uh, you know, I'm glad to have a little money in the bank, but that's not where my hope is. My hope is in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. What profit a man if he gained the whole world but loses soul? And I'm glad that I put my hope as just a young boy in the blood of Jesus Christ. And if your hope is not there this morning, then you need to be really examining what your priorities are. What's your priority? My priority is eternal life with God. No matter what happens here, when it happens, I'm going to die. I don't know when. I hope it's a long time away. I'm going to die. 
but what I did as a young boy, secure beyond the grave. So uh, you pray for us. We're going to try to sing a couple songs if the Lord will let us. And then pray for Dad as he preaches this morning. And if your hope is not in the blood, this would be a good morning for you to put it there. Oh, uh-huh.
Well, it sure is good singing. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here this morning. Uh, glad for these folks physically that are here. But like Blaine said and explained it so well, I'm glad for all the folks that are here connected spiritually. I appreciate the opening up and the singing. And again, I appreciate the men that are working on the technical things so that we can have a broadcast. I appreciate that they were singing those songs about things that we know about. Uh, there are a lot of things in life that are so uncertain and so unsure, and uh, they can be so troubling. But there are some things that we do know and we can know uh, that are so wonderful that they help us get past those things we don't know. 
uh, what's on my heart uh, to preach about this morning is uh, I'm going to use one of my favorite sayings. God laid that on my heart. Uh, talking about knowing, I want to preach about I know that I know that I know. I want to use a number of different scriptures, but uh, a lot of where I'm going to start out with is in the book of Second Timothy. If you'd like to look to the book of Second Timothy. And I'm going to start out with a verse in chapter 3 and verse 1. And uh, get this. It says, chapter 3 and verse 1, 2 Timothy. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Well, I'm telling you, that describes the days that we're living in. Uh, perilous, I looked up the definition of it. It says uncertain, dangerous, difficult. What well, describes the days we're living in? And there's lots of things I don't know. Uh, somebody said, well, I've had a lot of people ask me, said, how long do you think this coronavirus is going to last? I don't know. I've had people say, well, what do you think going on in the world? What do you think China's going to do? And what do you think Iran's going to do? And what do you think North Korea's going to do? I don't know. A lot of things I don't know. And uh, uh, what's, uh, what's the economy going to do? We're going into a big recession? Uh, stock market going to crash? I don't know. Well, preacher, does that overwhelm you and get you down? Uh, no, uh, not when I'm thinking right. It doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me one speck. So I want to go back into the first chapter of Second Timothy here. And uh, I want to start out in verse 1 and 2. Paul says uh, he's an apostle of Jesus Christ. And this letter is to Timothy. He said, my dearly beloved son. That's in the second verse. Uh, so Timothy wasn't his biological son, but he was spiritually was uh, his son in the gospel spiritually. Now, he had some things he wanted Timothy to know. And, uh, you know, as you go through life and as you get older and the young folks that's coming up, you have some things that's dear to you and some things that you know and you want them to know. It's important, more important than anything else. He said, uh, verse 12 down here in uh, the first chapter of Timothy, and this is what he's, some of the things he's uh, talking to Timothy about. He said, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Timothy had seen uh, Paul suffer. Uh, he, Paul went through a lot. Boy, he had some bad times. But he didn't focus on that. And he, but he said, for which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. He's telling Timothy, I'm not ashamed of the route that I've been on. I'm not ashamed of what I've been doing, where I'm going. Here's what he said. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. So we start out talking about some things we know. I know whom I have believed in. I don't just know his name, I know him. Uh, when I was just a boy, I, I heard a lot about him. The preacher preached, the singer sang. That's good. I, uh, that helped me. Sunday school teachers taught me, and I knew a lot about Jesus. I could tell you uh, a lot of Bible stories. I could, I could tell different things. I could tell about the, probably the, the woman at the well, and I could probably have uh, told you about the woman that touched him with his garment. But one time, Becky, when I was 12 years old, I come off of a seat over on the left side of the church house, and I come to an altar, and I bowed my heart before heaven, and I got acquainted with Jesus, and now I know him. 
Uh, it's personal today. I know him. Uh, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, it's uh, personal to me. And I'm telling you what. He said, I am uh, not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. So it's personal. Now let's go on here. Uh, it's permanent. He said, now I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Folks, I want you to know I'm not worried about losing what I've got. I'm not worried about uh, coming up on uh, the short end of the stick, as the old saying goes, because uh, uh, I'm persuaded. Now, this word here, persuaded, means looked at all the facts, uh, looked at everything. Uh, it means uh, knowing fully down deep in your soul. Uh, I'm persuaded. I know uh, what I've got. And so he goes on down through here. And let's go down into the second chapter. He said, Thou therefore, first verse, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. Uh, Paul said, Timothy, these things that I know, I want you to know. And there's a reason why he wants Timothy to know. He said, uh, These things that you've heard uh, among many witnesses that I've told you. He said, uh, The same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Uh, boy, what about that? Timothy, I want you to know it. Uh, so you can tell some other folks and they can tell some other folks. Uh, uh, Blaine, uh, that's come down through the ages. Uh, those folks that uh, Paul uh, told Timothy to tell and Timothy told them and they told some other folks. And uh, they uh, told some folks uh, that uh, were old when I was just young. And they told me when I was young. And uh, now uh, I may be getting old. Uh, uh, but I still want to tell that old story uh, because I know some things that's worth telling uh, I can't tell you a lot about the economy. I can't tell you a lot about world events. I can just guess at it. But I got some things that I know. And he said down here, he goes, he said, verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Folks, we need to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. We need to be telling the story. It's no time to stop by the wayside. We, I'm telling you what, we don't need to be loafing. We need to be about the father's business. Uh, why could Paul uh, tell Timothy uh, to be a good soldier? Well, down here in the fourth chapter of the second Timothy, uh, verse six, uh, here's what Paul said. He said, <coughs> for I am now ready to be offered. Uh, whenever the Lord wants me to leave this country, uh, Paul said, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm ready to be offered. <laughs> and listen to what he said. And the time of my departure is at hand. He's telling Timothy, Timothy, I'm getting ready to leave you. But listen to what he said. <coughs> you pray for me. He said, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, uh, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, uh, but unto all them that love his appearing. So uh, Paul, uh, he fought a good fight. And he was saying, Timothy, uh, this fight's worth it. Uh, you might have troubles, uh, and you might have problems. Uh, but let me go uh, <coughs> back to this uh, third chapter in verse 1, where he said, uh, Know this also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And I said, are we living in the last days? Yeah, but let me explain that a little bit more. Let's go over into the book of Hebrews uh, and over in the first chapter, in the first verse, uh, uh, when uh, the writer over there, it may have been Paul, I'm not sure who wrote Hebrews, but to the writer of the Hebrew nation, uh, uh, I'm telling you what this says, God who at sundry times and in divers manners, when well, sundry means various and divers means various. So what the writer saying, God at a lot of different times in a lot of different ways, in time past, uh, spoken to the fathers by the prophets. Uh, uh, in time past, uh, he did that. 
that. But he said, he has in these last days uh, spoken to us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. And by, by the way, that word worlds is plural. It's got an S on it, something to think about. But, but here's what I'm getting at. He said, he has in these last days uh, spoken to us by his son. So it was the last days all back there, even when Hebrews was being written. It's been the last days ever since Jesus was here. And a perilous time shall come. Uh, well, folks, uh, does that get you down? It ought not to. Uh, let me uh, read some more scripture. I'll uh, share some more things with you. Over here uh, in the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians, uh, get this. Boy, pray real hard today. He said, uh, for in verse 16, he said, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I'm, I'm moving a little slower than I used to. I got a few more aches and pains than I used to. I'm closer to the end of my days than I used to be, Billy Ray. But what I've got on the inside is just as fresh and just as new. It's just as young as it ever was. I'm not getting old on the inside. Uh, why? Uh, because my inward man is renewed day by day. Boy, get this. And this phrase down here, I think it, uh, if people haven't read this, it'll shock them. Uh, sometimes life gets real hard. But listen, what Paul said about this. He said, for our light affliction, uh, just a little trouble. What he says, uh, all you uh, got going on, uh, however bad it gets, he said, just a little trouble, uh, just a light affliction, is, which is just for a moment. You say, well, preacher, I feel like I've been loaded down a long time. Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, you got uh, something else you can look at. Uh, uh, he goes on, our light affliction, which is just for a moment. He said, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Uh, God uses our afflictions uh, sometimes uh, to get people's attention. I expect that in this coronavirus trouble, when we've been doing these virtual services, I really believe there's evidence. There's people been listening uh, that probably never would listen before. Uh, if God uh, has got a way of getting through uh, the gospel to people uh, with this trouble, it's okay with me. Uh, it doesn't matter what I've got in my soul. Uh, it's going to uh, take me home anyway. I know that I know that I know. Sometimes, now we're all human. We got human thoughts about us. Uh, we're just, sometimes we get to look in the wrong direction. I'm thinking about when uh, Jesus come walking on the water. Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come to you. He said, come on, Peter. Well, well and good. Uh, Peter stepped out on the water. He was doing great. Sometimes I felt like uh, uh, that the Lord just blessed me to be doing real good. But then trouble comes or something if I get my mind off of it. When, when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus... And he started looking at the storms and the waves. Uh, boy, he started sinking. I'm telling you what, uh, sometimes I felt that sinking feeling. Uh, but you know what I can do? I can do what uh, Peter did back there. I can say, Lord, save me. Uh, God, uh, I can't do anything without you, Lord. Uh, but Lord, by your grace, I can do everything I need to do. Boy, praise God today. I'm telling you what, uh, let me put it another way. Uh, over here in the 8th chapter of the book of Romans, talking about knowing, uh, over in uh, Romans 8 uh, and uh, 18, uh, Paul said over there, he said, for I reckon 
Now that word reckon, it doesn't mean I suppose so. We kind of use it that way sometimes. But reckon means that you've got all the facts and the figures down. Everything's been added up. You've taken inventory and this is the bottom line. Uh, this is the real thing. Uh, this is uh, what if an accountant uh, was doing your taxes uh, and he'd come down to the end of it. All the uh, things was added up and subtracted. Uh, the accountant would say, this is how much tax you owe or this is how much you got coming back. It would be, uh, it would be the reckoning uh, of all the figures. So Paul said, I reckon, I know, in other words, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, praise God. I'm telling you, uh, uh, we're just here for a little while. We just got uh, a little trouble, just a little season of trouble. Then we're going to take our flight like a mighty eagle. And we're going home. Uh, boy, I'm telling you what, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm saved. Uh, listen, uh, when we uh, look at these things uh, that the Lord is telling us here, uh, uh, let me tell you some more things uh, that I know. Let me go over in the book of John. I think it's in the 10th chapter. I won't try to quote it, but uh, it's over there. Jesus tells about the relationship of a shepherd to his sheep. Boy, I like that. And some of the things he says over there, he said, uh, I know my sheep. He said, I call them by name. Boy, I, I like it when he calls my name, folks. Uh, when he stirs my heart with his Holy Spirit. Uh, and I, and oh, he says more than that. He said, I know my sheep and I call my name. He also said this. He said, but my sheep know my voice and a stranger they'll not follow. Uh, I know my sheep and, and I'm known of mine. Boy, I'm, I'm glad we know those things. Uh, listen, I'm telling you what, uh, I'm glad that I'm a soldier of the cross. I'm glad uh, we've got some things here. Uh, let me tell you this, another thing I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, I believe it's in the 14th chapter of the book of John. And Jesus said words like this. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. Uh, he said, let not your heart be troubled. That's why he started out. Let not your heart be troubled. Sometimes when troubles is all around us and it crowds in us uh, like waves crashing in us, we need to remember the words of Jesus. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Uh, and folks, uh, they're already there. Uh, they were there when Jesus said, he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Then he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Uh, well, it didn't mean he was going to go over to heaven and start laying block. He was on his way to Calvary. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, he said, then he said, listen to this. He said, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. So he said, I'm going to prepare you a place. Then I'm coming back after you. Boy, oh, uh, poor old Thomas had a lot of trouble doubting. Uh, uh, well, Jesus went on. He said, and whither I go? Jesus said, you know. And he said, the way you know. Boy, I'm going away. I'm going to prepare a place. And then I'm going away. And then I'm coming back after you. And you know where I'm going. And you know the way I'm going. Well, that sums it up. Well, uh, well, old Thomas, he said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Let me, let me pause for just a minute. Uh, Thomas did know those things because Jesus told him he knew them. Uh, why could he say I don't know them? He was letting the troubles of the, the hour uh, kind of cloud his mind. Sometimes I forget some of the things that I know uh, until I get my heart right and, and I get in touch with heaven and God stirs me up and I say, yeah, I knew that, Lord. Sometimes 
Sometimes I get embarrassed uh, for getting down in the valley uh, because I know enough about God uh, that I ought to uh, be able to look to him and get up out of the valley. Uh, but I guess that's my human nature. But he told Thomas, he said, uh, whether I go, you know, in the way, you know. Well, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Well, I like this. Uh, Jesus said, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, uh, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so, praise God. Uh, he said, you know the way. Uh, well, I know the way home. I got acquainted with him, folks, when I was uh, 12 years old, and, and I know the way home. Uh, listen, uh, I'm glad that I've got a God that's big enough that he can help me through troubled times. So what I want to say today is I know that I know that I know. Let me uh, go back and look at some of these uh, things again just for a little bit. Let's look back here. What he said back here. Oh, I need to get a couple more things. Uh, back here in the third chapter of the book of Second uh, Timothy, he said, and that from a child. He's talking to Timothy. And that from a child, uh, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation uh, through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. He said, listen to this. All scripture is given by inspiration. Uh, and listen, of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Now, I, I want to go back and kind of recap where I started out. When, uh, when Paul was telling Timothy here, uh, Timothy, I'm writing you this. You need to know this. Now get this again. This is where I started. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. Folks, we got nothing to be ashamed of if we're saved by God's grace and we're living for Jesus. We got something to be happy about. Well, he said, for I know. Boy, I know that I know that I know. Putting in my words, I know whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. Now, uh, one more place I want to go in the scripture. If I can find it over in the book of Galatians. Uh, listen, uh, let's go over here. Uh, in uh, chapter 2 and verse 16. Uh, I get worried about people sometimes uh, that seem to be trying to work their way uh, to heaven. Uh, I don't know why this came on my mind. But when I was just a child, probably fourth or fifth grade of school. We lived in a little farmhouse out near St. John's, Ohio. We'd gotten up and was getting ready to come to Sunday school. And uh, there was a car pulled up in the driveway Sunday morning before church. A couple of fellas uh, got out and they had their Bible and their books. And uh, my dad was, he was already standing out in the yard. It was a pretty sunny day. Those fellas said, sir, can we talk to you about the Lord for just a minute? They said, well, yeah, you can if you want to. Well, they came, they started talking about the works that they needed to do. And my dad said, uh, hold up just a minute. Uh, my dad said, are you thinking uh, that you're going to go to heaven based on your good works? And the man said, well, sir, he said, I'm going to do the best I can. And he said, at the end, he said, I'm going to hope that my good uh, balances out my bad. And uh, my dad, he got real sad for that man. He said, sir. He said, if you're depending on you balancing out your good and hit outweighing your bad, he said, you're going to lift up your eyes in hell. That man, his eyes got right big. He looked real shocked. He said, well, don't you think if we do the best we can, we'll make it? And my dad said, sir, he said, uh, everybody's sin comes short of the glory of God. He said, uh, you can't go to heaven unless you've been born again. you got to get saved. And uh, dad quoted him some scriptures and talked to him a little bit. Uh, that man turned kind of pale looking. Uh, 
Hey God, hey God. He said, I need to leave. He said, I'm sorry. We gotta go. Well, here's what, here's what the writer said over in Galatians that goes along with what daddy was telling that man that day in the second chapter of Galatians and six, verse 16. Knowing, boy, I'm glad I know some things. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Now, it didn't say faith in Jesus Christ. Here are some places it does. But it says being justified by the faith of Jesus Christ. Arnold Petrie taught me this when I was a boy. He said, it's the faith of Jesus Christ that got you saved. He said, when, he said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He said, when God gives you that faith, he said, where do you think that faith come from? He said, it come from Jesus Christ. He come all the way from heaven. Born of a virgin, walked the shores of Galilee, healed the sick, raised the dead, and went to the cross and had faith in his father that he'd raise him from the dead and give him victory. Not just for himself, but for you and me. And so he said, it's the faith of Jesus Christ. He said, that faith that you used to get saved with, he said, that was your faith that come from Jesus Christ. It's the faith of Jesus Christ. Brother Vic Jordan, I remember him sitting on the side over on a seat in Albert Street. And he said, our purchasing power is by the faith of Jesus Christ. Guess that's what he is talking about. Our purchasing power. Uh, my purchasing uh, What do you mean purchasing power? Jesus said, come buy me gold that's been tried in the fire that you can be rich. Oh, I'm rich. I know I'm rich way down in my soul. But let me get this scripture. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in uh, Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. And so once again, I'm going to come back to that one more time. I guess that's uh, suitable because... I'm preaching, I know that I know that I know. So this verse, the third time I've got this today. Listen carefully. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I believe. And I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Folks, there's some things I'm not worried about. I'm not about worried about where I'm going to leave here. I'm not worried about losing what I got because I'm not working to keep it. I'm not preaching. I'm not going to church. I'm not doing virtual uh, messages to, to try to hang on to my salvation because the Lord Jesus Christ saved me by his grace and he keeps me by his power and I know that I know that I know he's got it took care of. I hope some of you come sing. Say, follow your heart. If you don't know what I've been preaching about, deep down in your soul, you need to get that today. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. I'm telling you, you can know. I've talked to people who said, well, I don't think you can know till you die. If you wait till you die to try to know, you've waited too long. You need to know right now. If you're not saved, get saved. If you don't get saved, you lift up your eyes in hell. Know what you've got and where it's taking you. Pray for them while they sing. Please mind the Lord. Pray for
Krista wrote it, so I have never sang it, but I got permission from her to try to do it, so I'll just, if you pray for me. Well, that's good singing, what y'all just did. Well, I can feel heaven in my soul. Pray while she sings this song. I know that I know that I know yeah. Jesus saved me. And I know that I know that I know he set me free. Everybody needs to know that. He reassures me of his love, sending his spirit from above. Amen. There is no doubt, that's why I shout. Amen. I've been redeemed. Amen. When I knelt that day to pray, 
I was so lost, yeah. alone and afraid. Well, that's where I was. God had spoken to me there and showed me that I was bound for hell. Amen. So I cried, Lord. Somebody needs to get saved this morning. Now I believe God's calling somebody. Sweet thing I know. Get down and pray. I know that I know yeah. that I know yeah. Jesus saved me. Amen. And I know that I know that I know yeah. he set me free. Amen. He reassures me of his love. Sending his spirit from above. Amen. There is no doubt. That's why I shout. I've been redeemed. I know that I know that I know. Jesus saved me. Amen. Do you know that? And I know After that twisting, I do you know, know it? that I know. You can. I've been redeemed. Amen. Y'all sing more if you want to. Sing all you want to. You got something else on your heart? Any of Anybody? Well, I'm glad I know that I know that I know. I appreciate Linda singing that. I appreciate Krista writing that song. And uh, I appreciate the singers that sung today. But what I'm telling you. Y'all just bless my heart. I appreciate everybody's here. And I appreciate all those that's listening, those that's praying, those that's connected in the spirit. And I appreciate the conviction I felt this morning and the uplift of God's spiritual presence. I believe God's spoken people's hearts. Two things. If you don't really know Jesus, you need to get acquainted with him. That's the only way to keep you from going to hell. And you also, if you're saved by God's grace, remember what Paul told Timothy, you need to be a good soldier. You need to endure hardness. You need to follow the Lord. And what I'm telling you, you need to tell others so they can tell others. We need to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And sometimes on this side of life, sometimes things get hard. But in the Lord, we've got the victory. We need to know that, and we need to focus on that, and we need to trust that. Okay. Anybody else got anything you want to say? I have an announcement or two to make. <clears throat> I saw on uh, Facebook yesterday, Matt Klopstein put on that uh, there's a virtual revival getting ready to start tomorrow night. If I read correctly, uh, it's going to be at 8 o'clock each night, and it's going to go for almost two and a half weeks. It's starting tomorrow night, and I think the last night they have scheduled is the 13th of May. Now, uh, I believe that uh, Israel Douglas may be going to preach Monday night, and I think that uh, uh, John Hall's going to preach Tuesday night. I know Trey Brock's supposed to preach at least a night in there. Uh, Matt Klobenstein's going to preach tonight. Uh, Mel King's going to preach tonight. Uh, Chase Lay's going to preach tonight. <clears throat> but now there are a lot of other preachers, I, I probably some preachers I know that I didn't think to name. I'm sorry about that. But there's lots of preachers that I've heard their names. I don't really know them. I've never heard them preach. I'm looking forward to hearing them preach. If you want to find that virtual revival, you can find it on Harmony Missionary Baptist Church's website. Uh, Harmony Missionary Baptist Church from down in Dayton, where Mel King 
uh, is the pastor, and that's also where Matt Klopenstein goes to church. So pray for that revival. Uh, I'd like to hear about good things coming out of that. I'd like to feel the Lord in it. Well, God bless those folks. Now, tonight, uh, God willing, uh, Lee DeWitt will be preaching for us here. And uh, we, uh, we've asked uh, some singers to come. I won't announce for sure. I don't, don't have the word for sure if they're coming, but uh, really pray. I think we'll have some singers tonight. And, uh, but really pray for uh, Lee DeWitt. Pray for him. God might just use him. He just preached the gospel powerful. Thank the Lord for being here today. And again, thankful for our men that are doing the technical side of this. Thank for everybody's praying for all your help and encouragement. Thank the Lord. Now, if nothing else, we're going to come to a close. Oh, buddy, I do too. I appreciate Sister Karen coming playing the piano. That's just uh, such a blessing and such a help. And uh, uh, Brother Joe would have been here too, but uh, he had to work, couldn't get off, and we understand that and uh, help them sometimes. But we appreciate Sister Karen. Thank the Lord for her. And thank the Lord for y'all singing. I just uh, appreciate uh, y'all singing. Appreciate uh, uh, Linda and Becky being here. And uh, Okay, anything else? Well, I'm going to close with a prayer then as we pray. <clears throat> Precious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for blessing us with your Holy Spirit today, for giving us a time of worship. God, thank you for all the good things that you do for us and that you, what you mean to us. Thank you, God, that you've given us some things in our lives that we know about. Uh, God, it's so reassuring and it's so steadfast. And When we'll uh, look at things spiritually as you'd have us to and keep our eyes on you, uh, the things in the world that sometimes seem so big, we realize that they're just really small things in comparison to you, Lord, because you're still God, you're still on the throne, you're still in control, you're still taking care of everything, and God especially, you're still taking care of us, and you always will. We ask you these things, and we praise you in Jesus' name, and amen.